Dave's already famous. Dave doesn't have to do that shit. I'm in, I'm not in that position. I'm still building an audience. Like, sure, I'm funny on stage, but I, I don't exist in the same come up as Dave did. some water what's going on beautiful people welcome welcome to a new year but same me slightly enhanced where the penis i got penis enlargement over the holidays didn't even need it just living reckless uh deciding i want to just finish all the women i'm with like a mortal combat fight finisher and then just i got a 22 incher just <laughs> We're gonna rock around the clock tonight. It's New Year and we got some jokes or something. We're gonna rock, rock, rock it. Yeah. You know, all those lovely songs that white people play around around New Year's or whatever the fuck. It's it's Dick Van Dykes. What the hell was the guy's name? Uh, Dick something. It's a white guy. His name is Robert. We'll be call him Dick for some reason. Um, Dick something. It's fucking Dick Clark. Bam. I did it. It's Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. Hello. We're going to fucking drop the ball, which is hilarious because my name is Dick. R.I.P. Dick. This uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> crazy r.i.p robert i don't want to call him by whatever why why did we land on that who decided that we call people named robert dick anyways welcome beautiful people to the podcast uh, if you're new to the podcast welcome you too can be beautiful people all you have to do is come back next week that's it and then all of a sudden bam you're stamped you got your beautiful people pass bpp this is, this is a nightmare uh, <laughs> i don't even drink I don't even drink, okay? This is me, not sober. I'm, I didn't say that, but I don't drink, all right? <laughs> Welcome to Black Zeus, the podcast, season four, episode 47. We got three more, and then it's season five. Studio's gonna look all different, and we might even get a new producer. I haven't told Dante that, but before we get there, that's a lie. We're not replacing Dante. How could we? First of all, this nigga's not even in the studio, so let's let's do something about that. Let's summon the best producer in the game. It's a new year, so let's hope that he didn't get drunk over the holidays and he appears just a sloven mess after losing it in the crypto market, even though crypto was up. 
during the holidays. We all know about his addiction to crypto. He started with one Bitcoin, fucking worked his way up to 80 Bitcoin, bro. Eight zero is the number. Then he sold it all uh, for pizza. He was the guy that, that bought pizzas, if you remember back in the day. And now that Bitcoin's worth something, you know, he's got pizzas, but that's not really much. Anyways, Dante's in the studio. <laughs> and it turns out the gun was trans. The gun was trans. Oh, man, you dropped his, uh, You dro- man, you can't be dropping comedians taglines, man. Oh, is that? My bad. I'm joking. I uh... There's no context to what. Yeah, there's no context to whatever you do. People just people just think you're anti-trans now. That's. <laughs> yep. This podcast just got canceled. Uh, what's going on, Dante? Not much. Happy New Year, dog. Happy New Year. How ironic is it that it's not the New Year? It is when this drops. It is though. in the future. It isn't, but it is, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is after the holidays, uh, after the holiday meals. So you could tell I'm, you know, I'm lethargic. I think that's the nerdy way of saying nigga-itis. Yeah. I got that nigga-itis. I'm just moving a little slower. I got all that turkey meat. <laughs> pause. <laughs> pa- hello, pause. got all that turkey meat. That's... <laughs> Uh, uh, we're recording this as of New Year's Eve Literally the eve of a new year uh, If you follow that calendar yeah. You know what I mean Which I guess we all do <laughs> Just do your Googles you know. <laughs> People around the world don't But whatever, we do We live in. I live in Canada Dante lives in Canada uh, Wouldn't it be crazy if you didn't live in Canada But you came up to, <laughs> you came up to Canada every week Just to record this For like 300 people to see uh, but we're moving on up yep. to the east side. Uh, I guess uh, we'll get into it in a minute. We'll, we'll talk comedy in a minute. Uh, but let's do the catch up. How was your holidays and shit? What'd you get up to? Uh, not much. You know, as I was saying last week, uh, you know, <laughs> last <spent> year, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, you know, spending time with family is always nice. Had a nice dinner. Yeah. Um, played some card games, you know. You get drunk and do shit for New Year's, or what's what's New Year's like? I'm chilling, bro. Is that every year? No. All right. But this year I'm chilling. I'm probably chilling. I have, I don't know, there's there's always options, but then what usually ends up happening now that I'm past 30, not even the 30 part, bro. Because if it wasn't for the fact that I was a comedian, I would probably still be out doing regular shit, regular, okay. regular shit. But, like, I just had two back-to-back fucking... Like, no New Year's Eve show this year, but I did the 30th and the 29th. And both of those were late shows. And I actually bounced around from uh, club to club more than... Like, I just got I just got home late. I did New Year's two nights in a row. Mm-hmm. I got home at four in the fucking morning <laughs> off some comedy shit. I don't know. I already am not a drinker anymore, so it's like... Uh, (laughs) um yeah i don't know i still might hit up the niggas and see what they're they're up to the nigga and niggas it's the biggie duets uh i don't think i'll end up i don't know there's some club options but like go out to the club or like yeah but that didn't know like maybe comedy there's there's clubs doing shit there's comedy clubs doing stuff okay then there's also yeah yeah yo bro 
that would if anything i would just go to that to make the rounds but i'm not a rounds guy anymore i don't give a fuck nigga <laughs> like if if we're cool you know it very well yeah you know mm-hmm. damn nigga i don't know probably just end up watching office space and passing out you ever watch office space no i've been thinking about that movie a lot yeah i usually watch it a couple times a year <laughs> that movie's like my manifesto bro uh movie came out in 1999 i think Ron Livingston, unknown actor. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, probably the most known person in the whole movie. And it was like a B-roll for her. Um, yeah, just a cubicle, like the cubicle office life. This guy hates his job. Uh, his girl's cheating on him, all that shit. And is just consuming him. Mm-hmm. And then his girl takes him to uh, a, hypnotherap- a hypnotherapist. Like a uh, couples therapy shit. They're like, let's fucking fix this relationship. Da, 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 da. He finally agrees. The therapist does some hip, uh, hypnosis shit, but then the therapist has a heart attack and dies. Yeah, so he dies, but the main character gets hypnotized, and now he doesn't give a fuck about anything. Mm-hmm. And so it's just him going about his work life and in relation. Like his girl calls him, finally tells him that she was cheating all this shit. He doesn't care, bro. His boss tells him. The famous boss, bro. One of the most famous movie bosses ever, Lumberg. I don't know if you've ever even heard that name. Nigga, you're not a comedy fan, nigga. Lumberg. <laughs> you said it exactly how it said in the movie. Hell, Lumberg fucked her. Lumberg fucked her. <laughs> uh, Lumberg is just an iconic boss. The the one that just fucking gets under your skin. Yeah. Sounds you know like what I mean? a really cold tree. That's <laughs> Cool. You're fired, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so he he talks like, hey, Peter. Yeah, I'm going to need you to go ahead yeah. and come in on Saturday. <laughs> uh, just laid off a bunch of people, so got to play catch up. Yeah, I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in Sunday, too. Okay, thanks, Peter. Yeah. So... Just iconic, bro. Like, the whole movie is... You ever see the... You probably haven't... Okay, you haven't seen the actual movie, but it's been uh, parodied in a bunch of shit. So maybe the scene... I can get you with the scene. You ever see uh, the scene of people throwing a fax machine or a printer in the like in the field and just beating the shit out of it with a baseball bat? No. No? Where would I see that? Family Guy did it. There's been a lot of famous parodies. It's a really I, famous I, scene. I, I watched Family Guy, but I didn't like watch it. Watch it. Like it was just kind of on on TV. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster ass nigga plays his cards right. I think that's the opening of the movie. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's like it's nerdy white dudes, mm-hmm. gangster rap music, <laughs> and just the absolute most accurate depiction of mundane uh, cubicle office life. Mm. Uh, the creator, Mike Judge. Who created uh, Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill? Okay. Um, I think King of the Hill is coming back, which gets me excited because that that bro, that nigga knows comedy, bro. That white nigga, but like he know, he knows comedy per, like very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but again, we're still building the podcast, so I'll have to repeat shit for years. <laughs> um, more, I knew more black people that fuck with King of the Hill than white people in high school growing up. Like when it was like on TV and mm-hmm. active. Maybe probably because it was a like a peak into like just hick white life. I don't know, but like it was so fucking well done, bro. Um, so I'm happy to see that dude like keep working. Shout out to Mike Judge. 
Uh, but up, up. Uh, I guess we'll do a comedy recap. You know what I mean? We'll do, we'll do that. Nothing really. I don't know. I hope you guys had a good new year. I hope uh, you know this next 365 days are fucking great for you. Um, yeah, we already did the the resolution conversations on the last episode, but you know, just uh, reflect and and fucking you know manifestation manifestation. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just fucking put your put your finger on your third eye and rub. Uh, more money, more money, more money, more money. Good health, uh, pussy, uh, or whatever you want. You know. All right, twenty twenty four. I'm rattling like a motherfucker, bro. These bees, <laughs> these bees be going off. Uh, yeah, comedy recap. Obviously, if you're new to the podcast, this is my side bitch. The podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, it is a companion piece to my comedy career. I'm on the come up. I've been doing it for 13 years. Nobody knows who the fuck I am. I'm uh, I'm a comedian in Canada. Like I, I, comedian is hard mode. Canadian comedian is extra hard mode. All right. So um, and I'm even crazier because I'm old school. So I decided instead of focusing and giving a fuck about building up memes. I wanted to be the best comedian that I could be to the point where I, I'm one of the top acts in the country up and coming, but nobody knows me. And that's pretty much how this game goes. But you know what? All that's going to change this year because I said, fuck it, nigga. I'm going to get on TikTok and I'm going to be the new true poppy Munano guy, bro. That's it. I said, all of a sudden, I hate myself. I woke up in the morning. I said, nigga, I hate you. How can we make your life more miserable? And how can we gain followers for shit that we could give a fuck less about i got it black chew poppy Munyanio guy every monday on my tiktok now catch me at a walmart roundhouse kicking somebody's wife and then fighting the guy and then just fucking throwing toilet paper at people until something happens nigga it's the future baby and you know what i'm not afraid of it anymore i'm not a dinosaur it's time I'm not doing none of that horse shit. Uh, but I guess since we're in the comedy recap portion of the show, this is a good place um, to say that my comedy special is coming out at the end of January or early February. I haven't fucking locked in a date yet. Like literally in the actual finalization stages of this. I can't believe I'm actually saying this because I recorded this bitch a year ago. I'm already working on my next album. Nobody knows me. Like this is I'm I'm like I'm like ten train cars ahead, <laughs> um, but that's good, bro. Actually, like I feel very prepped for whatever the fuck is gonna happen this year. Uh, like I I don't know. I feel kind of unshakable at this point. I've done the trials and tribulations. There's still more, obviously, but the hardest part is just what I did, Get, getting the skill. I watched a lot of motherfuckers work backwards, yo. I watched yeah. a lot of people focus on, oh, now it's a fucking social media race. I need more followers and more likes and more da 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 da. But then they walk up on that comedy stage and they bomb, 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 bomb. They shit the bed, nigga. And I'm a comedian. I'm not a memer. I didn't wake up one day and realize that I'm on this earth to be a memer. I realized that I'm I'm here to fucking tell jokes. And uh, and do it in a way that that aligns with my nature. How about that, nigga? Let's drop some fucking metaphysics on you, bitch asses. Talk that sass. 
yeah, I'm I'm aligned more with what the fuck I'm actually here to do. And uh it took a minute, but that's what happens when you're just focused on fucking gaining the skill. And you know what, bro? We'll we'll talk about it in a bit, but watching watching like the OGs, mm-hmm. like there's still so much room for growth. There's still so so many places to go, mm-hmm. so many skills to accumulate. Like I, I'm I'm grateful that I'm locked in in that way. Yeah. As good as I know I've gotten is because I have like 13 years to look back on and be like, holy shit, I was getting zero reactions to now I'm like shaking rooms. You know what I mean? But then to know that I, I can look back at this point where I'm shaking rooms and like extrapolate that to, I mean, I, I'm not even necessarily going to say shaking arenas and all that shit. Cause I don't even, uh, bro, I, I really did think I understood the path when I got into this shit, you know what I mean? But again, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to sound like a dinosaur, but I'm, I, I like natural living, you know? I don't like creating false reality. I don't need to fucking just create a scroll thing for people to do. So it's been a balance of that. I think I found that balance mentally. I'm happy producing what we're producing. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny to see like now that our channel's picking up a little bit. Yeah. The comments, the <laughs> like the love and the hate. Bro, yeah. when people hate, oh my God, they hate. It's so it's so funny to me. We were talking about this before we started recording. Like, <laughs> does any of that like do you take any of that to heart? Be honest. Like no. not not even for our shit, no. but like for you personally. No, never did. Never did? No. I don't think I ever did either. Like I like just online in my mind is already separated from anything yeah. that like, it's like a sticks and stones mentality. Ex- well, that's literally how I was raised. Like, yeah. My mom literally said sticks and stones can break your bones, but words cannot hurt you. Yeah. So like words never hurt me growing up. Cause I'm like, it's, it's just a word. It's just a word. <laughs> and I've actually been in fights. So I know that yeah. words actually don't do shit. Yeah. When you've actually like beat people up or gotten beaten up, yeah. Then you know words actually literally have no. <laughs> yeah, like it's a mental thing, and it's hard are, to grasp when you're young, though. But unless you're taught it when you're young, yeah. But even still, like you're taught it, but when you you need the life experience to really hammer the fucking lesson home. You know what I mean? I guess because yeah. when you're a kid, your parents will tell you words can't hurt you, but someone calls you a fucking doo doo head, <laughs> and you're young enough. Yeah, like you know, but you know what I'm saying. They call you whatever they yeah. call you, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're just, you're gonna react. Words can't hurt me, but and even though they technically didn't hurt me, a lot of my fights probably started because of just words, mm. which obviously you're reacting to some shit. Yeah, yeah. So I I think like at this age, we now fully grasp that words can't hurt us, so we don't even like jump to anger. But also like I've also been producing content on the internet for a while. Yeah. So like. Oh, you're a content creator? No, but you're I'm fired. fired. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been like oh. doing videos and like putting my stuff out there. Yeah. Like that's one of the things that I feel like these internet people don't really understand. Like when they're just commenting, they don't know what it's like to try to do something and then you put it out there. Of course they don't. Right? Of course they don't. So like I've been doing that for years and people have been saying stuff sometimes you get the love sometimes you get the hate but it's giving like, a keyboard to people with low self esteem is like giving a badge and a gun to someone who got bullied in high school bro it's like yeah you're going to have some sort of complex yeah that's why they <laughs> say or or you know i don't want to generalize god forbid i generalize about police 
Uh, <laughs> um, pfft, let's be fair to the police. Not all of them. It's just a few bad apples. It's just a few bad apples. <laughs> oh, God forbid. What is this, a woke podcast? Oh, my God. <laughs> Some dumbass really posted that on one of the comments. What is this, a woke? Because I thought, yo, it was the video where we were talking about white saviors yeah. in Hollywood. Why is every fucking movie got a... A fucking genius white guy that saves the earth, but the black guy gave him the knowledge. Somebody said we're woke because of that, nigga? <laughs> what planet do you exist on, you dumbass? Have you not watched every movie ever? <laughs> Another one of those comments was so funny. is like, oh, your whole life is a back of the box. I saw that. I bro, saw these that. people might as well. Please try comedy, bro, because it might work for you. If, if, if you can write funny lines like that just based off anger. Yeah. But you should probably figure out why you feel angry about something that, you, like, that does nothing for you. Mm-hmm. That's the weirdest part to me. Um, so yeah, what the fuck were we talking about? We talking Comedy about? recap. Comedy recap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, no, I was talking about something specific though. Come on. Comedy about like the comments and then people buying. Uh, comedy you. specials coming out. How did we get here? <laughs> Have you been smoking weed again? No. All right. Well, it sounds like it. <laughs> I, come on, bro. We can't both be not remembering. I'm really looking up at the at the wall right now. Like, is it going to come to me? It's not. I'd That's what it. we're talking about. We're talking about the comments. And you asked me if they bother yeah, you. Yeah, but and I'm wondering how, saying, the fu- how the fuck did we get to the comments? There was something before that. You're jumping ahead. You oh, know. so you want before? Okay. Yeah. Um, that was, that's a, right what we were talking about. Yeah. But what led to that? That's ah, not that important. I think I've just made the podcast worse. <laughs> <laughs> I think this episode is slightly worse now. Because of whatever the fuck just happened. It is we were what it talking is. about... I'm not going to apologize for words it. Words not hurting you. That's what we were talking about? Something like that. Sticks and stones. Damn, nigga, you really are smoking weed again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll do the comedy recap, I Not guess. being a memer and then putting stuff online. Ah. Yeah, that was in there. That... Either way. Either way. So I appreciate you've been that, doing though. shows lately? I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate that, though. You tried. Um, yeah, I did two shows to wrap up the year. Like I just said, I was uh, at the Corner Comedy Club on the 29th, and then I was at Joker's Comedy Club yesterday on the 30th. Uh, both shows really good. Uh, corner is just like, the corner is bliss, bro. Mm. Like, it's, it's perfectly set up for comedy. Um... And I don't know. The I love Jokers. It's it's a tougher room to play. Like, obviously, there's very certain conditions for comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the tighter the room, the better. The lower the ceilings, the better. The darker the room, the better. Uh, usually, if the audience is lit, less laughter. Because if, if you think about it, laughing is very vulnerable. Like, you're very vulnerable when you're laughing. Yeah. It was consciously or subconsciously. Most people don't even recognize what's going on. But uh, can we, all comedians know this shit. Any comedian can walk into any room and be like, comedy will work here or won't work here. If you've done it long enough. Um, and again, you could change conditions or whatever, but generally speaking. Mm-hmm. it's This club is gorgeous. It's just a little, like, uh, it's wide. It is very wide. It's very wide. Yeah. But luckily, uh, the show was packed, so you're not really okay, dealing sick. with uh, like too much space between seats and stuff. Although they're like a little bit, 
It's just when it's that wide and the audience has light on them, it, it like it's work. And then, um, you know, I was middling. So I was doing 20 minutes to bring up the headliner. But I had to do a little bit of hosting duties just because, like, the host did a good job. Like, it was, like, we all we all had to work. But um, the host, I think, went into material too quickly. Mm. You know what I mean? And okay. just, like, ran through material. Okay. Whereas, like, when you're hosting, you kind of got to more mingle with the room. Yep. So I had to mingle with the room a little bit. Um, like I was doing, I was doing material, but they weren't warmed up. Like they just got right into material, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like the audience really wasn't like warmed up to the show. Okay. So I was talking to a couple, like, and then I was talking to another couple, and then the black people over here that are randomly in this rich white town. <laughs> so then obviously, like, just riffing with that. So like I went, I, I did all right, but I definitely think that my better set was the corner set. Okay. Um, I love Jokers though. I look forward to going back. Mm-hmm. It's weird though, because like the audience doesn't see what I see. You know? No. How could they? How could they? They don't they, have thirteen like, years they, of comedy. And even that, bro. Like even hearing me say thirteen years in, like to me, that's I'm just a teenager, bro. Yeah, I'm still a baby. Maybe like I've been doing, but at the same time. Like, I know how, ah, it's not even a further ahead type thing, but being a a Canadian comedian, bro, like, I really should have just jumped ship years ago. When I moved to Toronto, I probably should have just moved straight to New York Mm. and bit that bullet. Because, like, 13 years in, bro, I'd be running across America, at least by now. You know, I'd be in, like, with the improv or somebody... But I remember we were talking to that one comedian. Yeah. And he was saying that when he jumped to America too early, he wasn't ready for it. Of course. So do you think that that no, would have been No, but the that's same? not what I'm saying. Like, because by the time I moved to Toronto, I was already developed. Okay. Like, I was holding my own. That's why I'm like, okay, the next step is to move out to okay. the big market. Yeah. But I should have just moved out to the actual big market. Yeah. And then I would have gotten so much... Ex- I would have got exponentially funnier... And then uh, just been plugged in yes, I into the saying. market that actually matters. The mm-hmm. Canadian comedy market doesn't fucking mean shit. Yeah. I mean, the, the pretty much the entire world comedy market doesn't mean shit other than the American. Because it's just like America created Hollywood, bro. You know, like that yes. they run they run media. Mm-hmm. That's their thing. Yes. That's their number one export. Ask all the countries that hate them. <laughs> <laughs> their number one export is just salacious fucking horse shit. But they do it really well. Yeah. And if you want a career in that shit, you got to go to the States. But I'm also, you know, I would have gone to New York, not L.A., because I'm not trying to go to Diddy parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Corey Holcomb <laughs> exposing the entire fucking... Nah, he's not really exposing anything people don't know, but he just says it so well. Yeah, he does. Um, Yeah, Corey Holcomb went on a, a recent tirade. <laughs> I don't even want to call it a tirade, but... A diatribe. That diatribe. <laughs> he was just dropping knowledge. What he was essentially saying was anybody who's trying to really make it in show business and you're not gay, don't even bother going to L.A. Because <laughs> <laughs> his words, not mine. But he would know he's actually fucking he's actually in the show business and he's not like plugged in in that way. That's why, like, yo, the longer I 
stay in show business, the more I see who's actually like not with the fuckery. Mm. Yeah. Like, even growing up, bro, all these people that I was like, yo, they, these are the guys. I look kind of like it's greasy, bro. And yo, this is going to be the year where a lot of these grease balls come to light. Obviously, Diddy. <laughs> We're going to talk about Diddy before the season's over. We're going to really fucking examine that shit. But this might be the year Jay-Z gets taken down. This might be the year all of Hollywood and politics and all that shit. The one thing I really want to fucking drive home, though, and this is what we were talking about this before, but the whole thing with R. Kelly, uh, Cosby, uh, Diddy, all these all these black entertainers that keep getting exposed. Yo, the thing about R. Kelly especially, this nigga is dyslexic and cannot read, nigga. Mm-hmm. He's not smart enough to set up a sex trafficking ring. Somebody taught him that. He was propped up by a, a label. And everybody knew forever what R. Kelly had been up to. It was an open industry secret. If me as a fucking conspiracy theorist high school kid was knowing what he was up to, if Boondocks was making a whole episode <laughs> talking about like the whole community knows what he did, yeah. but he just kept making good music, so we forgave him. If we're taking down the fucking the the canary, then you got to take down the whole coal mine, bro. Stop stop just going at the frontman. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we got P Diddy. Good. Uh get the niggas that prop P Diddy up, you fucking dummies, or else the thing just continues. And trust me, it's been continuing. All your favorite celebs, all your favorite, all your favorite ones, all of them. All of them. You don't get into Hollywood. I've I've been in show business for 13 years and on this low end, okay? In Canada. And just the greasy shit that I've seen and experienced, the ways that I've seen people change at this low level, bro. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what you're exposed to when you actually go to the fucking the the layer of hell that is Los Angeles and and be like, you going all fucking bright eyed and be like, I'm gonna be a fucking actor. I'm gonna be a fucking comedian. It's like, yeah, you will be. But how 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 big will you get? Depends on how how big you're willing to gate ah <laughs> 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 oh, god damn uh anyways i got hella shows lined up for january um i'll be at nubian that'll be the main one that i plug this week shit i probably should damn i'm everywhere i'm in london this month uh i'm at nubian that'll be at the end of the month uh shit i'm in what's that town called i'm in a bunch of cities in southern ontario and then we're talking about doing tours i'm talking to a few comedians about that so we're lining that shit up for the year uh definitely got to start going into the states so we'll be making those announcements and once again uh thank you to all the people that are actually hitting subscribe uh, i love you you are the beautiful people of this channel and we will be dropping a lot of shit for you um i'm going to be releasing my comedy special it'll come out early on the patreon uh, which we will be launching so I'm going to release it early on the Patreon, and then probably a couple months after that, I'll drop it for free on the YouTube. Uh, that'll be at the end of this month or early next month. And then we got a lot of other stuff. There's a documentary. Uh, there's a web series. There's a lot of really fun stuff that's comedy related. So I won't just be a comedian being like, yo, I'm a comedian, but all I have is this podcast. <laughs> People are like, you're a podcaster. I'm like, no, nigga. 
I'm a comedian. Trust me, I don't give a fuck about this shit. And <laughs> 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 oh damn, bro, another diatribe. Ah <laughs> oh, shit, I don't care, nigga. Oh, am I really starting the year off like this? Oh my god. <laughs> I just care about comedy, but they're making me care about all this extra shit. Ugh. Uh, so I'm just going to make sure that all that extra shit is something that is comedy related. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will feel more like a comedy or comedian's channel uh, going into the year. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like you haven't said a word in a while. Say something. Um, <laughs> I, I really thought you were going to go into a diatribe, so I was like... Me, You're just bracing. Yeah. This is the click up on the roller coaster. <laughs> no, this is a kitty ride. This is, this is, this is even sailing. Yeah. Just click up Woo. and then smooth sailing. Woo. <laughs> oh, the ride's over. Um, no, but I get like, there's not really much comedy news this week, but I thought we would do something a little different. Dante mm-hmm. and myself watched the new Chappelle comedy special that came out New Year's Eve. It was called Dave Chappelle's The Dreamer. Uh, came out on Netflix uh, before everybody went out and got drunk as fuck. Uh, yeah, Dave Chappelle, the dreamer. Uh, from his onstage tackle to the slap heard around the world, Dave Chappelle lets loose in this freewheeling and unfiltered stand-up comedy special. So we watched this together, and I figure why not do a little comedy actual review here of the newest Dave Chappelle comedy special. Uh, before we even get into discussing it, uh, we'll try not to reveal fucking punchlines and all that shit. I'm a comic, so I'm very sensitive with that shit. I'm not out here to just bury niggas' jokes because that doesn't even make sense. Um, but we will talk about it vaguely. Obviously, we'll talk about some of the subject matter that he talked about. Uh, you guys have probably watched it already. It's Dave Chappelle, biggest comedian in the world. People watch his shit. But just in case, spoiler alert. Before we get into it, though, what did you think of the special overall? I thought it was good. I thought it was hilarious. Like, give me like a rating. Out of five. Ooh. Do we even do that? That feels weird to even do. I'd give it a four, 4.5 out of five. I think it's weird to do, like, you know what I I learned about myself? I can't rate anything right after because I'm so tinged with oh. with bias. Like, yeah. I just watched it. So I, I go, like, it's like an immediate reaction versus what you actually think Well, of. then you have an immediate reaction score, and then you have a two weeks later Honestly, score. bro, I'd say three. Three out of five? Yeah, from Chappelle, like, he's had stronger specials. Okay, fair enough. Like, uh, and I didn't, like, you know, it's interesting, I don't know, I, I think something has happened, right? Like, obviously he's matured, but his whole audience has matured along with him. And and now I'm in comedy, too, so, like, I don't really watch it like a regular person. Yeah. I'm watching it like a comic. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't even know how to describe what that is. Well, you're seeing, like, the inner workings of the jokes. I am and I'm not because I don't know this nigga. Yeah, so but I actually but you know I don't. Know, but I know com- Yeah, I, I I know it to a level that the average viewer doesn't. Yeah, like when when we're watching it, one of the things that you said is like, "Oh, that was a funny callback." I'm like, "Do you, do you remember the joke?" Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so you're like. Well, I don't want to even. But say you know what though, callback is something pretty general. Like mo- no, most it, it comedy is. fans know what a callback is. But I think you highlighted <laughs> it as like that was a really good callback, mm. right? So it's not just like any callback. Cause yeah, it was comedians- really good misdirection because I did not see the callback coming. Yeah, and then and the way he tied it in was it, it just worked really yeah, well. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Chappelle is a fucking well, he's a a master at comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, whether this is the real Chappelle or the clone Chappelle, I'm not I'm not sure. 
<laughs> um, yeah, obviously, there's, uh, we're just talking shit. But, you know, there's the conspiracies that he's a clone. You spotted it. Yeah. While we were watching the special, <laughs> uh, there's a moment in the comedy special towards the end where Dave takes off his overshirt and he's just wearing like a, a, like a T-shirt. And you see this tattoo <laughs> on his forearm that says human. <laughs> and my nigga, if you were a clone, that is the best tattoo to get. <laughs> it doesn't help the conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good catch. Yeah. Um, it's like, that is the tattoo a clone would get. Like, guys, look, I am human. See, like, it says right here. <laughs> of his of his specials since he's come back from the hiatus and all that, like, like obviously his first two specials are like Chappelle Show era. And then I'd say everything post the Texas comedy special. Like when he dropped six with Netflix. Was it six? I he dropped six, dang, yeah. I think this was seven. This is seven, but yeah. I'm like, I don't even remember all six of them. Because it seems like it's Except, only been like three years. Well, he dropped the first two, I think, back to back. The, okay. <clears throat> so there's the big show, then there's like the small one. And then he dropped. No, they were both pretty big. What he did, though, because I saw him on tour, that first tour back when he, he came to Toronto and did... Uh, residency at the Danforth Music Hall. Okay. I caught one of those shows. Luckily, like, bro, those tickets sold out so quick. And it was like a two-hour show. Mm -hmm. Those two comedy specials that he dropped was that tour. I think they just split it into two specials. Okay. He, like... Yeah. If, or maybe that's what he was working on at the whole time anyways. Yeah. But all that material that I saw in that one... Uh, live show mm -hmm. were split between those two specials. Mm. So I think he already had those jokes in the bank, used those to roll out like I'm back type shit. And then from there, everything had been new. Yeah. My favorite one of all these new specials is the bird revelation. It's the one where he's just sitting on a stool. Yeah, that's the smaller room. In the, yeah, yeah, in the belly room at the comedy store of like the new mature like Clone Dave. <laughs> yeah. Clone Dave era. Human Dave. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was just so fire to me because the book that he talked about, Pimp, yep. Iceberg Slim's book, mm -hmm. uh, everything he broke down about Hollywood, uh, the Weinstein shit, the Me Too stuff, like, I think he's, he spoke the best mm -hmm. there of all the shit, but it's also, I think, by design because it was like a smaller... It was literally third, like that. Be the belly room in the comedy store apparently is like thirty to fifty people. Yeah. You know, what I mean? it's really small. Mm -hmm. So for him to do a whole special up there, and then it, it makes sense for him to do that type of really intimate type of material. Yeah. I'm. I don't know. Uh, to me, that was the shit because yeah. it was almost like he looked through my book collection, and he's like, "I'm gonna make jokes on all this shit. I'm gonna make jokes on all the Hollywood stuff that you all know about, but that no one's talking about." He was the first. Then he said something really profound. He's to comedians specifically. I think that was one of the specials where he was talking directly to comedians. It's like you have an obligation to speak recklessly. Yeah. You know, I don't want my kid to grow up in a world where he did like something. Like he did, but like he essentially said, fucking speak up. Actually talk about the shit that you're seeing because nothing will change if you don't. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. This was a great special. I really did enjoy it. I'll probably watch it again. And then never again, because now as a comedian, I'm extra sensitive to watching specials and stuff. I don't like picking up concepts or True. whatever the fuck, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. Um, but even that, like, I'm very aware, but subconsciously is what I worry about. Yes. I don't ever want to 
Like, I'm not a Mencia. I'm so, like, against plagiarism, especially in comedy. Yeah. That I don't even want to give myself the fucking, you know? The opportunity to yeah. do it subconsciously. <laughs> to do it subconsciously. Or even, you know, like, what sucks is, like, this nigga's a master, bro. Even watching this special, The Dreamer, mm-hmm. I, I was, in my head, I'm like, there's so many more levels. I'm yep. like, there's so many more levels. Yeah. Just when I think I got a grasp on shit. Mm-hmm. Just when just when I think I've killed. That's what you're going to go into earlier. Maybe. You're, there's so many levels to go that's not the meme route. There's mastery in the... In the art. In the art form. Of comedy. Yeah. You know? Uh, one of the things that Chappelle said that really has stood out to me was when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast and Joe was talking about Andrew Schultz. Yeah. And he's like, well, what do you think of all the success that he's... Had he's really smart. He created this whole lane for himself through YouTube, and da 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 da. And as much as I love Schultz, mm-hmm. like what Dave said really resonated with me. He's yep. like, I love that. I love that for him. I'm happy for him. It's just not what I do. Yeah. And the thing that stings a little bit about that is that 100% resonates with me. That's not what I do. But Dave's already famous. Dave doesn't have to do that shit. I'm in, I'm not in that position. I'm still building an audience. Like, sure, I'm funny on stage, but I, I don't exist in the same come up as Dave did. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, TV doesn't even mean anything anymore. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, okay, well, if that doesn't mean a thing, then let's let's figure out how we exist with in the ecosystem, but do our own thing. Like, and I don't and I swear I still believe in my heart of hearts that you don't have to do memes, bro. There's still so many avenues. Yeah. But the memes are the easiest and the most glamorized and the fucking, oh my God, the followers and the likes and all that shit. Yeah, but the easiest doesn't mean the best. No, it never is. Yeah. The easiest is never the best. It's actually the worst. <laughs> so, I don't know. Catch me on TikTok. Um, <laughs> one, uh, one thing I do want to go a little bit deeper into was when we were watching the comedy special. I even paused this to talk to you about it. But Dave, uh, right at the beginning of the comedy special, he's talking about Jim Carrey and how big of an influence Jim Carrey was uh to him in his like this is another thing that sucks bro because i i came up like bro most deaf yasin bay formerly most deaf top five top five uh rapper for me but literally might be the most influential artist of my life best friends with Chappelle. Chappelle loves him they're fucking like they're pretty much tied together at this point yeah okay uh i like I knew I, I was on to most before I knew about Chappelle. Then Chappelle came and then it's pretty, pretty much been them. Mm-hmm. Like influence, comedy, music, whatever. And then to hear like this nigga talk about how big of an influence Jim Carrey is and then the Andy Kaufman stuff and then to go on the set of Man on the Moon and all this stuff. Like it, it's like bittersweet for me because I'm like, fuck nigga. <laughs> I, it's almost like in my own mind, I exist in this nigga's shadow. Because if I were to ever, you know, blow up and get some fucking notoriety or whatever, and I start to tell people my stories, like, I love Jim Carrey, I love Yasin Bey, I, like, I, like, be like, nigga, you just copying Chappelle's whole life. I'm like, yo, Man on the Moon is one of the most, like, Andy Kaufman. I'm like, fuck, man. I really got to get known so that I can start telling my story a little bit publicly so that yeah. people are like, oh, this nigga's biting. <laughs> ah. But no, it's not like that anyways. And, and obviously, bro, I'm mentally aligned with this nigga. Like, it makes sense. I fucking grew up watching this guy. Like, I got the Chappelle Show box sets right there. But beyond that, like, he's been a part of my life since a teenager. Like, mm-hmm. 
but it's just crazy to me that like I don't have these many this many parallels with other comedians and shit. I love Bernie Mac. I love Patrice O'Neill. Listening to him to talk about music and shit like that, we don't align that much on on the music and shit. Yeah, but then like, damn, bro. Every time I think I have my own unique shit, Chappelle's like, psych. <laughs> He's like, gotcha, bitch. Yeah, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> and he's already famous, so people will attribute it. But like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this up. Like he was talking about, like this guy, Andy Kaufman. Chappelle was talking about going on set of the movie uh, Man on the Moon, which is based on the life of Andy Kaufman, acted out by Jim Carrey. Here's my Man on the Moon DVD. I ain't bullshitting, bro. Jim Carrey is a major influence in my life, and Andy Kaufman is literally on my fucking wall. You know how many people I talk to about comedy that don't know who the fuck Andy Kaufman is? This nigga right here, this scary-looking white boy. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's poetic, and at the same time, it's like, fuck. I don't have anything unique about me. <laughs> no, but actually, you know what's even funnier? You both work with someone named Dante. I hate you. Damn, that's true. <laughs> You're my most. You're my Yasin Bey. We got to start making music. Yeah, let's All do right. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, go watch Chappelle's special, The Dreamer. Uh, go watch Man on the Moon. It's probably streaming on something. And then if you've already watched that movie, go on Netflix and watch... Jim and Andy, it is, bro. This is, bro. I, I could, I could go on and on about this nigga. But Andy Kaufman is so influential to me as a human being, not even just as a comic, like personality wise. Growing up, when Jim Carrey was making the movie Man on the Moon, I didn't know who Andy Kaufman was, but Jim Carrey was already a massive influence on me as a child. But I didn't even care about watching the movie Man on the Moon as a kid because I'm like, what the fuck is this? What is this about? Had no idea. I get a little bit older. I get into comedy. I, I really discover the influence that Andy Kaufman had. Bro, I loved wrestling as a kid. Andy Kaufman, a comedian, is pr is pretty much the reason that the bad guy heel character in wrestling exists to the level that it does. Mm -hmm. He was the first like celebrity heel. He he did like this whole and it's in the movie. Okay. Like they go through the whole thing with Jerry the King Lawler. Like he did this. I, I've talked about Andy a, a bunch on the on the podcast, but he did this thing where he went around the country and wrestled women and said he was the intergender champion of the world and he would just like go on the tonight show with jay leno and just <laughs> pin a girl yeah. like bro live on tv bro and said, nobody can beat me and then obviously wrestling being what it is yeah. a show he gets this idea he's like hey i'm gonna start making fun of this wrestler jerry the king lawler who's one of the big guys back then and he's gonna and they're going to feud. And Jerry's going to be like, you only fucking beat up girls. Why don't you come wrestle a real man? And they had this whole feud. He pile-drived Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman sold it so well, he paid for an ambulance to take him to the hospital to pretend like his neck was broken. Mm -hmm. They went on the Tonight Show with David Letterman with him with a cast on his <laughs> neck and Jerry the King Lawler. And he said, fuck you on live TV. He's like, I'm sorry, Dave, but fuck you. And Jerry the King Lawler slapped the dog shit out of him on live television. <laughs> and they just did... Like, one of these magazines, Time Magazine or People, whatever the fuck, did, like, the top 100 most controversial TV moments of all time, and that made, like, the top 50 moments. Mm. Um, just a super influential guy in terms of comedy. And, uh, it, like, so to find out the level of influence that he had on Jim Carrey, who Jim Carrey had on me, mm -hmm. I had to then do investigative journalism on, on Kaufman, because comedy has been my entire life, bro. I've 
for whatever reason, I've just, I didn't do homework at school, but I did like comedy homework. Yeah. Really odd. And then I'm just like, holy fuck, this guy Kaufman is a genius, bro. And then he really just like, I real I saw so much of myself in what he was doing. And then I realized why Jim was also like that. So it was just nice to see uh, Chappelle like go through that story a little bit, even though to get to what he got to with it. <laughs> um, if you haven't watched the Chappelle special, by sh- I'm sure by now you've heard some fucking article about trans stuff, gay stuff or whatever. Because it's Dave and he's going to fucking, he's going to poke the bear. Yeah. Um, which he <laughs> definitely did. But yeah, go watch the new Chappelle special. Go watch Man on the Moon with Jim Carrey. Go watch, uh, here's, like, bro, I have so much Andy Kaufman shit. Like, you can't fuck with me. I'm an actual comedy, like, I love comedy. I'm not just a comedian. This is why I can't do memes, nigga. Because these memers don't know about this shit. I love comedy, bro. I love comedy. Not Instagram and TikTok. Get the fuck out of here, nigga. I'm sorry, Dante. (laughs) Ah, shit. All right, well, that's the comedy recap for this week. Um, I don't know. I don't even really feel like doing the other thing. Power looks? Oh, damn, we have to do that. All right. <laughs> Let's do that, and then we'll wrap up the show. Okay. Um, we're doing a regular segment we do here every week. Uh, poll results. Ladies and gentlemen, beautiful people of the podcast, once again, you too can be beautiful people. All you have to do is come back next week. Every Monday on my Instagram social media feed, I post an interactive poll question. I leave it up for 24 hours. The people vote, and Dante and myself discuss the results here every Wednesday. I am starting to post the poll questions on the YouTube community page, so keep an eye out for that. Um, As the channel starts to grow, obviously I'll be more interactive and engaging on here. And I think the channel will grow once we start having more comedy-related stuff on here other than the podcast. So I'm very excited for y'all to see that shit. Uh, Keep an eye out for that. But this week's poll question, obviously the holidays just passed. So I asked the people, from 1 to 100, how Christmassy does it feel to you this year? The options were 10 to 30%, 30 to 50%, 50 to 70%, and 70 to 100%. Before we get to the results... Uh, Dante, how did you vote on this one? Um, I voted 70 to 100%. You're fucking insane. <laughs> what? Yeah. Explain yourself. Well, cause You I- voted 70 to 100%? It feels like Christmas? Yeah. What? My, my Christmas doesn't revolve there being snow on the ground. Okay. And there being lights everywhere. And I've been saying this the last three weeks. What's fun about Christmas to me is the family. Is the family. So the fact that I got to spend Christmas with the family, it feels like Christmas to me. Ah, nigga. Like you hate so- on that. <laughs> I can't because you're technically right. But you're not right. That's oh, so snow on the ground is what makes it Christmas. Well, bruh. Not even that, bro. Not even just that. I think to me, the thing that feels the most Christmassy is the festive feeling around. Yeah, well, it's festive with your fam. No, no, no. Like in the city. Like around, bro. Like my fam is my fam. Yeah. That's my Christmas. Yeah. But not Christmas. Yeah, but you would have to care about all that stuff to begin with. I don't. Yeah, well, wait a second. Just because I don't doesn't mean I don't feel it. It's like there's years. 
I haven't, bro, me and my family, now that everybody's an adult in my family, we don't give a fuck about December 25th, nigga. We're Ethiopian. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we we get together. We, we use it as an excuse, another excuse to get everybody together. Yep. And da 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 da. But we do the January thing. We do the actual traditional thing now because everybody's an adult, so we can act, tap into our culture a little more. Yeah. Uh, like cognitively, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? As mm -hmm. opposed to just put up some fucking tree or whatever. Yeah. But even with that, for years now, it's still like I still pick up Christmas vibes when I'm around. This year, none of that shit. None of that shit. The snow was one thing, but we haven't had snow on Christmas for at least a decade. <laughs> for at least a decade. Did you go like Christmas shopping? Were you at like a mall somewhere? Yeah, I've been to the mall. Exactly. It didn't Dead. feel Christmassy? Dead, bro. Dead? I was, bro, I was- Which I'll, mall did you- You went to Jackson. No. No, bro. No, bro. <laughs> well, but, then where did you go? What I went mall? to real malls. I went to the Toronto malls. Which one? Eaton Center. And it was dead? It wasn't dead. Okay, then. Okay. Stop it wasn't the dead. It wasn't like- Stop the cap. All right, stop the cap. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, first mall I said, biggest mall, busiest mall. <laughs> well, the ones around here weren't- Weren't dead? Lime Ridge and shit. Yeah. Nah, man. Like, they weren't packed. Nothing was packed. Bro, the streets were empty. Dog, I went to Square One and Square One was packed. You went to the biggest malls. Mall. That's literally the second biggest mall in the country. Is it really? Yeah. Square One? Square One. It was the biggest mall until West Edmonton Mall was built. I did not. It's I knew it was big, but I didn't know it was like That shit's that. fucking massive. The first time I went to is Square One. Is it bigger one, than Yorkdale? Fuck yeah, bro. Bro, Square One is massive. That shit is a compound. Yeah, it was huge. It's a, it is huge. Like, I'm not going to lie. The first time I ever went there, I got lost. I straight up got lost. <laughs> even, even trying to read the map and shit, I'm like, I do not know where yeah. the fuck I am, bro. Yeah, like, Square One was packed. I mean, also, when when did you go? When when did you? Bro, go? I was out like Christmas week. This is where, like the rush. Yeah, I was out almost every day. Yeah. Grocery stores empty, bro. Yeah. Fucking malls empty, bro. Plazas, the streets. I was cruising. Yeah, no traffic. Interesting. Didn't feel like Christmas. Or maybe I guess everybody like everybody's broke, nigga. <laughs> everybody's broke, nigga. So it's like, why the fuck am I going outside to spend more money? Yeah. Um. When did you go to the mall? I went twice. I went on the both times to Square One. No, so I went to Yorkdale and I went to Square One, and they're both packed. Yeah, yeah but you, like Square One was like packed, packed. Like there was like like shoulder to shoulder, almost. Yeah, on, and that was on the Friday, the Friday before, before Christmas. Christmas. Is that a movie? <laughs> That's something. Friday before Christmas sounds like. If it's not, it probably will be next year. <laughs> Hallmark, Hallmark just heard this. Um, yeah, it was packed. I I can't give you a seventy to one hundred percent. You're you're focusing too narrowly just on your family experience. But that's what my Christmas means to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the way you. I don't like the way you. No, that doesn't help me here. <laughs> um. I'd, yeah, I'd have to go. I'd have to go, ten to thirty. I think that's what I voted, anyways. I maybe was thinking about pushing it thirty to fifty, but it didn't even feel like halfway to Christmas, bro. It just didn't. None of it. And you then on Christmas, yo, once? forget about even <laughs> yo, forget about even no snow. It was foggy, bro. Like I've never seen that. Yeah, it was. It was, foggy. and it was like not even just foggy. It was like on the harbor. Fresh fog, like yeah. you can't see shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, ten to thirty is how I'm going. All right, 30. let's see the results here. This is how the people voted. Drum roll. 
Thank you. Fifty nine percent said ten to thirty percent. Eighteen percent said thirty to fifty. Fourteen percent said fifty to seventy. And damn near nobody, Dante. Nine percent, seventy to one hundred percent. They probably are all people that looked at it the same way you did. Hey, I'm with my family. That's Christmas. But it didn't feel Christmassy. To you, it did. Yeah. Because you got your Christmas off. But what the season is, because the season's very commercial. It didn't feel like it's regular commercialized. There it wasn't felt like a push. It felt oh, like everybody's broke. You know, like everybody's broke this but year. But you know what else it is? What? You're not allowed to say Happy Christmas no more either. Oh, but that's been for years, nigga. Yeah, but it's been building up. Now you just got to say happy. If anything, I think there's a counter resistance to it now. A, re- a Christmas resistance? There has a been Christmas for years. resistance? People are saying, no, I'm not going to say happy holidays. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Then they'll look at you in the eyes. Merry Christmas. I'm like, sure, whatever. That, that could be it. Whatever like, floats your boat, my nigga. It's... Yeah. I mean, like I said, I went to square one. They had like the huge thing in the middle, the, the Santa and like. But every mall is going to do that. <laughs> that proves my point. <laughs> uh, yo, but I, you know what's funny though? I'd even say there's less decorations this year. You can't tell me you haven't noticed that. No, there definitely S- is less decorations. City decorations less, like everything just less festive. Yeah, everybody's broke, nigga. Even the city. Even the city. <laughs> 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 oh shit yeah okay that's gonna wrap up the <laughs> poll results for this week that's gonna be it for the episode uh dante bro i feel like you didn't speak enough here mm. people are gonna say i'm a bully or something how i don't know that's <laughs> me in my own mind <laughs> <laughs> yo i'm so excited though because again we're only three weeks away from episode 50 mm-hmm. wrapping up season four yep completely shifting though i love Changing the look of the studio. Yeah. It's it, it like it's provocative. It gets the people going. <laughs> like it gets me like thinking about this shit, oddly enough. Like we'll probably still have the shelf and stuff, but even just rearranging stuff. Yeah. I want a desk. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we're going desk for season five. Desk season. Desk. Um, yeah, like there's too much, too much of my knees, too much lounging, you know. <laughs> um yeah, it's, that'll it's, be fun. It's too informal. Too informal. We're going more formal. For this year. So enjoy the rest of season four. Uh, Dante, where can the people find you online? Uh, you can find me online at Person1Prod. P-E-R-S-O-N, the number one. P-R-O-D. Follow your boy. I'm AKA Black Zeus. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. X. On People still use Facebook. I think I have a page there. You can find me on on Spotify. You can find me on Apple Podcasts. You can no one's no one's. This is too annoying. <laughs> <laughs> this is too, even for me. Uh, and soon to be Patreon, probably not TikTok. I keep going back and forth. <laughs> I keep going back and forth. I, I keep know, telling every, every week gonna, you text me, "Yo, set it I'm, up. I'm, I'm ready. Up. We're doing it." <laughs> and then I just can't. I. <laughs> can't <laughs> even though i know it'll bring views yeah but, are but those the it views won't necessarily not even necessarily that it won't necessarily bring views here it, it like it just like oh you a hundred thousand people saw your tiktok thing yeah no engagement and fucking no i mean eventually if you do enough of them it'll trickle 
right? So if you get like a hundred thousand people, you might get a thousand people. Then they go to your Instagram, and then you post. A, then you post a story on your Instagram. Oh my and, god! And you're like, yo, poll questions on the YouTube. Now you got like another couple hundred people. Oh my people. god! Hey, check out the Patreon. We're doing a Patreon. Like that's confirmed, right? That's confirmed. Yeah, we're, I already set sure. it up. So that's okay. Done, okay, that's, done, that's done. Done. Yeah, that's done. Done. And and we're gonna release all the shit early. Yeah. It'll, so like again, just to recap, comedy specials coming very soon. That's um, confirmed too. That's confirmed. Yeah. Okay. And uh, with that, you'll get the documentary early release. You'll get the comedy special early release. You might even get early release to the web series. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We're still we're still figuring that out. But uh, again, I love y'all for actually supporting. We don't beg over here. Um, we don't break up the podcast with a million ads and all that shit. I say that now, but watch us get a sponsorship, and then I'm like. Hey, if you want to buy stop. socks, <laughs> uh, <laughs> buy some clap cleats. I gotta blow my nose. This is crazy. I really gotta blow my nose. Um, now people think I do coke. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, thank you for the subscribers. Thank you to all the new subscribers, to all the people that have been with us from day one. We're only gonna get bigger this year. Uh, pause. But we're <laughs> but I'm very excited, man. I'm very excited, and it's all gonna be comedy driven. So, like, that, to me, is the most important thing. Because I'm a comedian. I don't give a fuck about memes. And you will know why. Because I'm a good comedian. You you will see. You will see. And you know what? You can even comment the hate. Whatever the fuck floats your boat, my nigga. I don't give a fuck. Just continue to be here. And until next week, we will, we will see you. Love you. Peace, peace. Peace.